Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading from Luke's Gospel. We're going to be reading Luke chapter 18, verse 15, through Luke 19, verse 48. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when, his, when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the children and said to his disciples, Let the children come to me, don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Once a religious leader asked Jesus the question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked them. Only God is good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions. Give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Peter said, We've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life. And you will have eternal life in the world to come. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem, where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans. He will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him, but on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them. And he failed to grasp, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. 
As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside them. When the no- heard, when he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God, too. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said. Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, Invest this for me while I am gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You have been faithful with the little that I entrusted to you. So you will be governor of ten cities as your reward. 
The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with, taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man, who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in a bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then turning to the other standing nearby, the king ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has ten pounds. But master, they said, he already has ten pounds. Yes, the king replied. And to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. After telling this story, Jesus went on to Jerusalem walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into the village over there, he told them, and as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt, just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said, and sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride it. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that all of you people would understand the way to peace but now it is too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close you in on, on, on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. 
Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. Then Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people selling animals for sacrifices. He said to them, The scriptures declare, My temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple, but the leading priests, the teachers of the religious law, and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could think of nothing, because all the people hung on every word that he said. Here in Luke chapter 9, we're told the familiar, the familiar story of Jesus encountering Zacchaeus. Songs have been written and sung about Zacchaeus. And while it is a, a great story for us to, to look at, we see the, the huge spiritual significance here. First of all, we see why Jesus came. His entire mission is wrapped in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. But we also see a contrast here. We see that in chapter, in chapter 18 of Luke, we see this rich young man who comes to Jesus and, and he's wanting validation of, of his spiritual life. But when Jesus says that he needs to go and sell everything and come follow me, Jesus sees him walk away. But here in Luke chapter 19, we see Zacchaeus, a very well-known tax collector, a man that all the people looked at as a sinner, that just being in the presence of Jesus resulted in him saying that he would give half of his wealth to the poor and that if he had cheated people, he would pay back four times as much. Do you see the contrast? Here we have a man who feels very confident in his keeping the law and his spiritual worth that cannot truly follow Jesus. But then we see Zacchaeus, who knows that he is a sinner, just being in the presence of Jesus causes him to repent and do things differently. We need to be more like Zacchaeus, recognizing our sin and realizing that only being in the presence of Jesus, only allowing his saving blood to cover our sins will give us hope. And then when we have that hope, then there needs to be a change in our lives. Once we realize that, may we have the same mission that Jesus has. That our very core of our desire is that we also want to seek and save those through Jesus, those that are lost. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. 
Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.